Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. They're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So, Steve Grad, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, uh, on Be More Super, the podcast. Um, Steve, uh, the lead authenticator ah. for Beckett, the gold standard. So what's, so what's your position in the company? What does a lead authenticator uh, mean? Well, I get to see a lot of autographs is what it boils down to. So, um, you know, I'm, I, I'd say, you know, more a better titles, probably principal authenticator. You know, we have a, a pretty good staff assembled of guys that, um, you know, have had experience in the business many years, uh, autograph chasing, you know, been in the industry for forever. And I've been involved, uh, you know, with the authentication side of it since 2002, roughly um, on a professional level. Um, I guess it's just the, the person who you know, you might defer to in the company as the guy with the most experience. So I guess that would be me. So I guess that's a title I get. But, you know, really with the staff that I have assembled um, that we have at Beckett, it's pretty much just, uh, you know, that any of the guys could fit the shoe too because they're that talented. But I guess I'm the lucky one who gets to be the face of it all. So what actually got you into the business of autographs? Um, well, I, you know, I started as a young kid, just, I was always fascinated with collecting stuff and I always liked being around, I think just collecting, you know, autographs fascinating me. I love baseball cards here in America, uh, football cards, but you know, the autograph part of it was pretty cool. I had, uh, an aunt and a grandmother who collected autographs, you know, when they were younger, yeah. um, they went that a couple of my aunts and they would go to the ballparks and get autograph books signed. So, you know, I think it was that fascination. I kind of fed off of all that through the years for me. And it just kind of progressed to where, unfortunately, it becomes a sickness, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, collecting for me, I've I've been collecting for years, and I keep on convincing my wife that it's a good hobby to have. It's an expensive hobby at times, but it's yeah, a good yeah. hobby to have. Um, would you say um, the collecting side of things is a lot different from the UK over to the states? Well, you know, the fascinating thing about about the UK, and as I've been going there for years and years, I, I think I first went there in '92. Uh, um, the amazing thing to me is that's really where you know, I look at autograph collecting as kind of where it got its origins, at least its start, because it's, you know, the, for one thing, the country is much older, but I always feel the collectors there are much more advanced than they are in the United States. And I've always felt like the collectors have had to catch up to the United, you know, the United States had to catch up to the UK in terms of collecting. There's some amazing advanced collectors there. And, you know, the the one funny story I kind of always talk about is that um, here in America, obviously we get uh, let's say I wanted to go for ACDC. I'd get an album signed. Yeah. But that's not something that's really uh, 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 an old thing in the U.S. They were doing it back in the 50s and 60s in the U.K. It didn't really catch on the United States until about the 80s or so, where people really started getting rock albums signed. I mean, they did it before that, but mostly it was like a U.K. thing. And I, and I really feel like, to me at least – Autograph collecting uh, has been so much more in the UK than it was the US for years. And, you know, I love going there. And, and you know, we do London Film and Comic Con uh, twice a year. Yep. And also in, in uh, up in Birmingham at Collector Mania. And I get to see some great stuff, you know, and I get to see some really old stuff. And, you know, Beckett's starting to catch on there where, 
you know, in the UK and let's just say Europe in general, there hasn't been a lot of authentication. Now, I can talk about my days at PSA and still with Beckett where we'd get submissions from those countries, but they were limited. But now it's becoming more accepted. And, you know, I love going to those shows and seeing all that old stuff. It's awesome. So what brought you from PSA over to Beckett? Was it just a change of scene or a job role? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, it started in two, 2002 at PSA. Uh, my contract, my last contract I signed there ended in 2016. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we couldn't come to terms on a new deal. Yeah. Um, and at the time, Beckett was kind of looking to start an authentication division, like a full-fledged division. But finding the, the personnel for it was quite difficult because it's not easy to go out and find us. And the opportunity arose during the summer of 2016 when I had already resigned from PSA, still working for him, but my resignation was in and Beckett got serious about uh, making a push for authentication and uh, we worked it out and were able to partner together and it's, it's gone great. It keeps me really busy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. So when someone submits a autograph for authentication, either at the um, conventions or sends them in to you, what is the process of actually authenticating autograph? What do you go through? Well, you know, you know, it's funny you mention that because I'm, today I'm at Golden Silver Pawn Shop in Las Vegas where we film Pawn Stars. And I'm in, in it, I don't know, you guys might have seen this conference room that I'm I'm in today. Yeah. You know, that this is part of the conference room where people might have seen this before on TV because I've watched for years and I've seen them film in here many times. And they filmed me in here before. So um, I'm actually, you know, at this on site today and I'm just seeing different things. And, you know, for example, this would be, you know, if you could see that, that's Whitney Houston. Yeah. And let's see just how diverse things are. Robert Kennedy. Yep. Okay, and then here's a Charlie Chaplin signed photo on the bottom. Wow. Amazing. So, you know, it just shows you the diversity, and there's more. There's Elvis Presley here and Jim Henson. But uh, here's the thing. Like, uh, first of all, it's a lot of it is based on, you know, first of all, your gut instinct. Okay, so what do you think of this? Okay, what do you think of the piece? Um, that's the first thing. So I want to kind of dive into that and take a look at it. Second, I could go into my exemplar database and start going over stuff and reviewing it. Um, third, a lot of times I'll take something and my staff does this and we'll put it in a, a group text stream or we'll stream it, um, you know, using the iPhone. We'll stream it in a photo application and everybody could take a look at it and get a sense of it. Um, and then we kind of make our opinion off that. But, you know, a lot of times I have a pretty good feeling if something's good or not good. You know, the Kennedy, these are pretty typical things he would send out. I've seen many of these before. You know, the Whitney Houston's interesting because I've seen her autograph. I've gotten it in person. Um, that's got a pretty good feel to it. So, you know, stuff I'll bounce off my staff. Uh, I've got an exemplar database I can reach right into and start pulling out examples, and it's all clouded, so it's really easy to access. Back in the day, many years ago, we used to have paper files with copies, and then it got to external drives, and now it's just all in the cloud. So it's really easy to access and work from. And it, it really, it's it's a it's it's a great thing. I love doing it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, the the autograph thing is, is something I've – it's been a really a part of my life for uh, – you know, I'm 49. So let's just say 40-something years of my life I've spent around autographs. So, um, well, it's definitely you – know, so I, I, I was going to say it's a definite passion to have. And what a passion to have because, you know, you can collect these autographs and they can increase in value so, so quickly. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a very emotional 
uh, hobby to have and especially when you get people that submit autographs that they've had for a long time I'm one of them I had a Chris Christopher Reeve for absolutely years 15 years I uh, bought from somewhere in New York called Sign of the Times uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of it but uh, they were UACC registered you know back then I was very naive uh, bought it and obviously it got it turned out that it wasn't real so what's your advice for the listeners to avoid being stung by these horrible people out there that that, that want to take your money and give you fake autographs uh, you know the, i would tell you the first thing to do i tell everybody use common sense if it's usually too good to be true it, you know it is you know there was an instance just recently on ebay where uh there was an alec guinness signed album page yeah. and um it was signed, the force be with you. And I know the person who bought it. He's, he's, he's in the UK. And he sent it to me and says, look what I picked up. And he sent it to me. I said, well, you, you should get that returned as fast as possible because it's not real. So um, use that common sense. Please, you know, say, wait a minute. It might be bad, but could be real. But use your common sense. You know, the price is wrong. And then, you know, this is real easy. At Beckett Authentication, our website at Beckett-Authentication.com, we have a thing called signature review. It's right on our front page. You pay the fee. We're able to see the stuff. We have an app that's set up and we're able to take a look at it and uh, kind of judge for ourselves to give you a basic idea if it's likely to pass or unlikely. And honestly, if you're at a show, you could use it. If you're trolling around the internet looking for stuff anywhere, it doesn't matter. You can upload a photo, makes no difference. It's very useful. And I just tell people to be careful because no matter the story that goes with it, no matter how cool the person is trying to sell it, you know, just be careful. Don't be too trusting when it comes to autographs. To be honest, that service that you've just mentioned, the Signature Review, absolutely amazing. I've used it about six times um, and it saved me a lot of money. And okay. it's, it's also got me a great autograph, which uh, I met you last June in Birmingham when I got my Christopher Reeve and quite a few others authenticated at the time. So, you know, for the listeners, I've got to say the Signature Review is definitely the way forward. And the fact that you don't have to submit something that's in an auction literally you send a picture over and it gets authenticated either like lightly genuine or likely not genuine which is great um a, a question that i want want wanted to ask because obviously we're all human sure. so if say you you know you failed an autograph uh, and you said it was likely not authentic but yet another tpa another third party authenticator passes it um where, where do we stand with that? Is that just a case of, you know, we're just human and that's their opinion and, and Beckett's opinion? Um, and is it, is, is it about experience? Well, the thing I would tell you is there's no um, there's no standard, you know, set by some kind of uh, industry watchdog where it says, you know, we have to follow. This is what you go off. This is what you go off. I think um, everybody has different experiences, different exemplars they use. Um, I think for the most part, generally speaking, the big TPAs are kind of all on the same page, yeah. uh, you know, in terms of most of the stuff. Now, I do see stuff that is certified by the other companies I don't like, and I'm sure they see stuff certified by us that they don't like. It's just a matter of opinion, you know, a difference of opinion, I guess, so to speak. It does happen from time to time. Um, you know, in America, many times I've dealt with people who just go search shopping, you know, they'll try and get something by, you know, uh, company A, company B, company C, you know, they let it fly. They put stuff in auctions. It gets rejected. They'll put it in another auction house. It's just, it's like, a uh, kind of like that, you know, three card money game. People yeah. just keep 
playing games <laughs> with the autograph stuff and authentication. I mean, of course, we're always willing to review something um, uh, in, indefinitely. If we made a mistake or something, we want to work on correcting that. But at the same time, you know, when we make a decision and render a decision, we feel pretty confident in it. That's that. Well, that's why you call the gold standard, after all. Thank you. Um, so, are you finding it talking about modern celebrities now compared to the older style? You know, like the Babe Ruth and and the the older actors. Um, do you find that the older actors are more consistent with their autographs, so easier to authenticate than the modern celebrities now that that tend to be a bit lazy at times? I mean, Ben Affleck is one example but from a street autograph to a table si signing um does it become more difficult for you guys to actually authenticate them yeah i think the new stuff is really difficult actually and i mean have you seen joaquin phoenix's autograph yes yeah. it's, it's horrible yeah and i mean it's really tough you know uh, amy adams does a ampersand you know we're used to i think she's back to another autograph again yeah. she's just kind of over the board with that uh ben affleck's a great example i did a signing I witnessed Ben Affleck's first signing ever. Um, it was in uh, California a yeah. couple of years ago. And he went uh, through about 25 different styles of signature in one signing. And they were thankful that I was there because otherwise he would have had a tough time certifying the stuff because, you know, in a span of like an hour and a half, he had 25 different autographs yeah, given out. I mean, all of them had some kind of basis where they kind of looked the same, but so many, he was signing, you know, in one span, I watched him do about 12 different signatures in a span of like five minutes. I was like, this guy's all over the board. And that stuff does happen. The new stuff though is extremely difficult. I mean, it's more difficult than doing Judy Garland or Clark Gable. Um, you know, and those are two examples I'll use in those cases. It's either going to be good, bad, fake or secretarial. You know, yeah. there's three choices there. A lot of secretarial stuff, people forge the big names like that. And then there's a lot of real stuff on them too. So, um, you know, I do like the older signatures because if I look back in time, I would say one out of every, 500 celebrities signed lousy you know back the, back in the golden era yeah. you know like now compared to literally anybody you meet in person celebrity wise it's going to be pretty sloppy yeah it's definitely um you know an age an, an, an age thing back then i think they took more pride in who they were and the art form um yeah. and i think you were talking about was it the official pick sign in with chris with the Ben Affleck, I think I saw uh, you well, mention. Yeah, they they were part of that. Yeah, the, yeah. the signing was done by uh, another company, and they brought in official picks to be part of it. But yeah, right. Chris yeah. was also there, and his stuff, you know, was all over the board too. And that's just how certain people do it. That's how their autographs look, um, you know. But I mean, take some pride in it. I would hope you know the younger celebrities at least try and do that, but they don't. You know, it's like you know younger sports stars here in America too. They just they don't care. They're just yeah. signing as fast as possible. They want to get it in and get it as many as they can and walk away. You know, and it's, it turns out to be scribble. Yeah. So if we want to do invest in an autograph that's going to increase in value over time, and bearing in mind it's definitely a rich person's game now, especially with the, with the prices that Harrison Ford is charging, um, you know, Chris Evans and conventions are charging hell of a lot more. I appreciate that Harrison Ford, that's one autograph that I would love to get, uh, but finances i mean is a bit pricey at the moment yes but, but he is an absolute legend so what autograph would you say would be very good to get you know as an investment piece going forwards 
Um, I mean, I mean, I still would point to to Harrison Ford on certain pieces. Okay, not the run of the mill photos, but more unique items. Um, you know, I don't think you can go wrong right now with Clint Eastwood at the age he's at. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'll mention John Williams, I think has always been undervalued. Now his prices are starting to go up because John Williams doesn't really sign autographs much anymore. Nice. And I think those are pretty solid investments. If you go back and look at John Williams, uh, uh, his lineage is pretty impressive what that guy's done. And I think he's been out there something 60 Oscars, you know, for, for his composition. So, um, Stuff like that, I think, is worthy of investment. And, um, you know, be careful with some stuff, too. You know, don't be dumping a ton of money into Ewan McGregor. You know, I don't know if that resale value at some point is going to be there or the investment type value. But, you know, Clint Eastwood's still one of the legends that's still alive. And that John Williams is, too. So, I mean, I think those are things to invest in um, and feel pretty good about. Uh, I will say there's saturation market, too, though. You know, Al Pacino's... Robert De Niro is more or less saturated, and he signs enough, but his autograph really isn't worth money. You know, to, to someone like Clint Eastwood, I, I always, always, always focus on music stuff. I have a massive Metallica vintage collection, um, you know, Cliff Burton and all that stuff, and I, I think music's always a great investment, too. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, I, I jumped on the Gene Hackman signing that was... Uh, done I think it was the beginning of last year only because mm-hmm. be- because of his age he is still a legend he's 90 years old he, he turned 90 yesterday yeah, um, and unfortunately we are losing a lot of a lot of stars I think it was it Alan Harris that that, that passed away sadly yesterday and then right. obviously Kobe Bryant um, which I'm devastated to see how many fakes are on the market already uh, they're like it's vultures. They really are vultures, <laughs> and it's disgusting. And especially when they put the prices sky high, and I suppose it is like playing stocks and shares, isn't it? I mean, it's it's you know, if yeah. the star is popular, you put the price up. But when there's a death, I think it's absolutely awful. It really, really is. So yes, well, we've seen it with Kobe Bryant in the last six days. I've seen you know, I've seen uh, some dealers selling. Uh, you know, literally thousands and thousands of dollars worth of fake stuff. And I, and I'll tell you the truth. A lot of them know it too. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not buying, I, I don't, I, at this point in time, if you don't have your Kobe Bryant certified by a third party and you're out there trying to sell it and hawk it, you got to be really careful, you know, just be very cautious, stuff like that, because there's no point why someone wouldn't pay to have that certified. It doesn't make any sense if it's worth so much money, you know, um, yeah. just be very careful, you know, you know, don't get caught up in the euphoria of somebody dying, and then trying to buy their autograph, you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it, yeah, it's awful. So, um, with the with the autographs, you will know. Um, with pens, when you sign the autographs, what what would you suggest using pen pen wise? Would you suggest using sharpies, paint pens, the longevity the longevity of that autograph to keep it lasting as long as you can? What would you advise? From what you've seen, anyway. uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, first of all, keep it out of sunlight. Let's just yeah. say that much. That's the first thing is like, keep that thing out of direct sunlight. Second thing is that, um, you know, I know they make all kinds of pens for it, but you know, Sharpie tends to be okay. I worry about stuff fading. Obviously, if you're getting figures signed, don't get them signed on the bubble and blue. I just saw somebody recently that had a bunch signed. They were all faded. Um, you know, the paint pens are good to use, but be careful. They explode a lot, you know, be really careful of that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I like stuff like that. I like 
using different pens. I, for years, used a vis-a-vis, but you know what? They fade really weird. And for years, I never used black because the chemicals they used in black turned the underbelly of the autograph kind of underneath it uh, uh, yellow. You know, you get a yellow uh, halo around it. So um, I always went with blue, and I feel Sharpie's okay. You know, I mean, I could use it. I like the Stadler pens for certain things. You know, it just depends on somebody's preference. I mean, it's really hard to say now because, um, you know, I've seen what certain pens could do in time, and it's crazy what happens to them when they're in sunlight. You know, and I like silver a lot, but it's got to be a good silver. It's got to be a nice paint pen, like pen touch, which I always recommend to people. Uh, the Posca paint pens are awesome. I believe they're a company out of Japan. Um, yeah. Really really good paint pens, which I recommend to everybody. I love them. Um, that stuff doesn't really come off. Once it's on an item, it's hard to take off. So if it gets screwed up, you're going to be in trouble. So the Posca paint pens, it is then going forwards. So you're in the UK. Uh, you're coming over more often to the UK, which all I can say is thank you, because we, sure. often, we often get forget uh, forgotten about. Um, so you're over for the Showmasters events. Uh, you tend to to do yeah. only the show masters events, so your that's that's. But, but let me just say that's by design, though. Too um, when you know a few years ago when I sat down. Uh, for one thing, I have a, a long-standing relationship with Jason Joyner. I've known yep. Jason for many years, and I've been attending London Film and Comic Cons for years. And I like, you know, Jason's a very good friend of mine. Um, I like those shows. I feel very good going to them. They're uh, well marketed. Um, we get good treatment by them. We get a nice space where you guys call them a stall, but we call yeah. them booths here in America. <laughs> but um, we get a nice spot. And um, I, I like coming over there. I think we've developed a nice little following. You know, I had said earlier, I think we're starting to keep growing that. I think that's very important. Um, we like coming there. And it's, a, and it's a big part of our business plan moving forward is to keep growing that in Europe. Hopefully, and I talked to Jason about this, you know, in the coming year or two, we get out to Dortmund and uh, do that show out there at some point, too, because Germany, I'd love to get to Germany and do some work there. So, um, you know, those things are all to me on the horizon. And uh, I love coming out to England. I'll be there for London Film and Comic Con Spring at the end of this month, beginning of March. Um, I'll be back over the summer in July for London Film and Comic Con, yeah. the big one. And then uh, Birmingham is in September, I believe, this year. Yeah, and uh, I I love doing that show, so I'll be out there for yeah. that. And I, I you know, I you know, essentially, like I, you know, uh, Patrick also works. Patrick uh, Conway who works with me, he's come out to some of these shows with me. But I I I missed the Star Trek one that was in Birmingham just yeah, the recently. Destination one. Um, yeah, and you know what? Uh, I know people like seeing me, and people were complaining that I wasn't there because I've been the face of our whole UK kind of uh trip out there so and you know we also filmed for pawn stars out there uh in october which just yeah recently, yeah so. you did it l street for film studios i saw i saw that absolute great episode yeah uh, and i've got to say show oh, Mas- thank you show masters do the best conventions i've been going for over well over 10 years 15 years even i think um yeah. and and also you're over in the uk um is it the 26th of february uh paul from uh elite signatures uh right. I, think I think it's paul and dave they're gonna have an open day uh for so everyone can come to that is that correct yeah and that's you know we call it a kind of a, an open house type thing but we're going to be in manchester and i had ended up meeting a guy online i think he contacted me uh, via my social media yeah. Uh, my Instagram account and he contacted me and we set up something. I said to Paul, I said, let's just do a few public days up in Manchester and kind of see how we do. So that's kind of the game plan. And 
We'll be up there for two days. I think it's like 12 to 8 each day on the 26th and 27th. Paul said give people a chance to get home from work and come over. So you can come anytime during the day. You know, we'll have coffee and tea there. Come by, drop off. Um, usually end of day, get your stuff back. Um, or if you want to leave it for a day, you can do that too, and we'll work on it. So, um, But we're open to having as many people come by there. And I know Manchester's a nice collecting market too because yeah. I know they do some shows up there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was in, uh, you know, we even did some stuff in Liverpool about a year and a half ago. It didn't go too well. We told people we were there. Um, and we also have done, I uh, did the Cardiff show too, as yeah. well in the past. So we're just trying to branch out and get as much exposure for the brand and do as much as we can and just try and grow it, make things happen. Yeah. I mean, from using Beckett, I've got to say the customer service side, the service is absolutely amazing. Um, to be honest, it's probably the best third-party authenticator I've ever used. Um, this is sounding like more like an advert, to be honest. Um, Thank but, you. I appreciate it very but much. I'm I, very grateful. Thank you. But it's great, that you, it's great that you come over. And thank you so much for taking time from filming. Uh, to be on the Be More Super, the podcast. Uh, one last question before we say goodbye. Sure. Oh, you... and, let, and let me just say this yeah. much too. I just want to say this much. I really want to thank Jason Joyner. Um, and and I, I thank him a lot. He's not into that, but I really, and I hope he gets to see this because he's the one who took a chance doing this when, you know, uh, no one else said, hey, you know, we're not sure about this authentication. Jason jumped ahead of it, and I really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, to, to be honest, he's a, he's a top guy, and hopefully, I've been I've, I've I've been chatting to him. So ho hopefully, I'll get him on the podcast as well to talk That'd about every, everything conventions. You know, but the last question is: Are you watching the Super Bowl tomorrow? Of course, yeah. I, I okay. And so who, if the who, Bears were, yeah. If, if the Bears were, I'll, I'll tell you. If the Bears were in it, I'd want to go. Yeah. Um, they're not, unfortunately, and they probably never will be again. But uh, I usually come to Vegas every year and watch the Super Bowl. So yeah, I'm gonna I'll, I'll be watching it tomorrow at a party here. Um, I think the Chiefs are gonna win. I think yes, it's gonna be a real high score. Yes, game. that's what I'm back in. You'll be watching. I'll be watching a half past eleven here in the UK. Uh, I am back in the Chiefs 100. Uh, percent It's gonna be a good game. I watch every single year. My wife's normally in bed. <laughs> I'm normally downstairs with the beers and the cheesy nachos so uh it should be an absolute I have, I have great an night issue. i do have an issue i do have an issue with you here though the the sporting team hat you're wearing there. right that's a boston red sox hat. i know and that's you're an a, issue. and you're a white Sox. i know i know do you know do you know what i got it and i um i thought i've got it on for the interview and i thought oh you know what i remember he's a white Sox. so to be honest i've never seen a baseball game in my life I've seen American uh -huh. football games in Washington. I've been to see the Washington Redskins play the Eagles. I've been to see the Baltimore Ravens. I've even seen the Washington Capitals play and the Dallas Mavericks for the basketball wow. in, in Dallas. So I've done all them sports in the US, but I've never seen the baseball because we was going to go and see the Baltimore Orioles, but it never happened. So that's well, you one game. Went, I, went this, I, went, I went in your country this summer. I went and saw the Yankees and Red Sox play at London Stadium. Uh, I think I went on the Sunday game. It was a lot of fun. Was it? Oh, I, you, you know what? It's uh, one for the bucket list. I'll have to go and see a uh, baseball game yeah. and get myself a White Sox hat. <laughs> yeah, you better. And right? burn this. I'll burn it and film it for you. Steve, you better. Steve, yeah. thank you very much for being on the show. You thank look you. after yourself. Have Appreciate a great it. day. And let's go right. Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. All right, mate. Thank All you right. very much. See you then. My pleasure. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, bye. Yeah. 
You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share it with your super friends. In my world, it means hope.